Hello, hello. Hopefully, if you're listening and you're a new listener, welcome. This is the Mary and Joe Show. You're listening to the podcast in the Anchor FM form. And if you're listening elsewhere, thank you for sampling the podcast. Um, I am known as Rachel Raw Truth on Instagram and Miss Chronic Chronicles on YouTube. But I would like everybody to just reference me however you feel comfortable. <laughs> and I would like everybody to know that this evening has been a little difficult for me with pain. And thus, I am definitely going to be medicating with all of you folks out there. I have done some previous uh, podcasts recorded, but I have not released them yet. And um, you'll have to stay tuned for all those fun things I'll be sharing very soon. Fun guests, um, featured products, lots are going to be happening. But mostly because I feel I have a responsibility to the community very much to share. And through my experience of medicating so long, definitely have learned some things about not just products, but growing and everything else that goes in between. But before we dive way into all of the topics in this evening's podcast, daytime, wherever you are, (laughs) I want to welcome you to Toke, eat a little brownie, edible, whatever you like to do when it comes to the medicating side of things, or if you're just listening, thank you for joining. Um, I understand a lot of my listeners are coming from all different walks of life, and I really respect that. I appreciate that, and um, I look forward to getting to know a lot of you out there. On my Patreon and other spaces, I have branched out this podcast finally. I am on Twitter. You can find the podcast Twitter account at The Mary and Joe Show. It's quite easy to find. (laughs) And if you want to follow along on Instagram to any featured podcast sample clips or live streams, definitely go check out anything I post there too. And I will continue to be pretty active on my Instagram as I have been for so very long. My personal Instagram that is at Rachel Raw Truth, but I would like everybody out there to understand that I am branching off my own personal account to more of the podcast content and a lot of you featured guests. So get to know me on my personal, but please feel free to get involved in the conversations with many of my guests, any topics I bring up you may be interested in. Um, as I said, I'll be bringing them to a lot of different platforms, not just Instagram. But let's just dive right into this token talk, as I used to say back in the YouTube days. I have not made a podcast since I think December, which is just so incredible to me. The truth being is I've made about like 10 since then, but I have not released them because they're just so great. They need to be chopped up or there is some content that just can't be released. And um, unfortunately, we live in an era where censorship is happening every day in new forms. (laughs) Just this evening on my very new Instagram accounts. I um not just the new one but the old one too. I attempted to post something 
cannabis related that was related to medication, I have grown and I have shown many times, but happened to have found a whole bud still. So referencing it in it, same as I always do, nothing out of the ordinary. I received a notification from Instagram showing me that they had already deleted my post and I had been warned that even in controversial situations as such, as I live in a legal state and it's completely legal for me to use medicinal or recreational, it doesn't want to be shown on Instagram. Now, immediately my mindset went to, this is definitely an algorithm sense They are seeing how many followers are happening. They are seeing the conversations that are happening. And I don't know. Is that that a bad thing? That I'm being active on these platforms properly? Yet community guidelines are targeting certain content creators? I find that very sad. But I am quite aware it's very real. So YouTube... In the last, let's say, five months, as it is May 1st, happy May Day. <laughs> May Day! <laughs> yes, uh, YouTube has went out of their way to make it hard for content creators like myself, talking about chronic illness and using alternative medications. I find it really sad. So, there are other platforms or other ways to go about this, as well as Anchor. Thank you, Anchor, for not taking away the very place. I hope to help grow a lot of open-minded people's mindsets with new ways to medicate for themselves, new ways to try things. Um, But, you know, visually, it makes me very disturbed that, like, Instagram's just as important as YouTube when it comes to the visual side of the cannabis community and I can't say that enough so Twitter what are you next (laughs) what are you gonna do next Twitter I don't like the little children on Twitter even though I have an age restricted on everything I put together it does feel more and more so that this is a very interesting place we're in so do we need to give it code names do we need to set up little Barbies in front of our camera on Instagram to show we're there. That we're really there. We're people. We're doing things that work. Is that what we need to do? It's just so sad. And I think the most. Ultimately. Hopefully this is just temporary. But at any point things could change. But. Referencing being a can of mom. Should have never been a problem. And at this point it has not become a problem. But who's to tell? Who's to say? and the times are changing aren't they so I might get a little bit more active here and I'm kind of excited about that because there's a lot of reasons to do so there's a lot of people to talk to a lot of mindsets to be involved with and I do believe more than anything um, the flower will blossom with time so obviously this chit chat's very raw. I, it's almost in a sense if I were to have done it on video, a rant, <laughs> but and not so much as I'm surprised. It's just more a devastating reality. It's just becoming real, slow and slow. As popularity of the education we share with one another 
becomes relevant, apparently censorship becomes strong when it comes to spaghetti factories marketing their products, aka marketers being involved with these platforms we give our time and energy to, to the very reason they make money. Might I add, it's not just cannabis, but there are so many products we're all involved with. We all give attention and time to. And it's, in a sense, it, it, it truly makes me feel at times like, um, uh, it's an abuse to the fact that we're the creators giving them free content. It's an abuse to the the changing ways that these platforms want to give value to. We really want to stray away from the forced commercials, but yet it's happening. <laughs> it is happening. Social media is forcing us to watch those commercials. So what is what is the prerogative? What should we do as content creators, as people with mindsets that are not as popular or as well-known or versed, or even if they are? What is the new stereotype to what these platforms will allow us to do? Do we have to censor ourselves, or will they just do it as well as turning the lights off because that's what I've noticed from YouTube. That's what I've noticed from certain places, including Facebook. So this does not surprise me once again, being that Facebook owns Instagram, that it would control what we see. Oh, ho, ho, doesn't it hurt? I agree. I so agree. <laughs> it hurts. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I'm going to go about Sharing a lot of it visually, that makes me very sad because I think I've been at a very good platform, Paramount, let's say. <laughs> and uh, as I said at the beginning of this lovely podcast, I'm not feeling well. So this is honestly a true moment of passion because if my voice screams to me and my gut hurts metaphorically or quite physically <laughs> quite reality um and if you're not familiar I do have gastroparesis and that's exactly why I'm here talking about the things that have worked for me to eat and my neuropathy the things that have helped for pain thus cannabis has just been so so amazing <laughs> and my mindset as a person who has used it medically for so long, the medicinal bit effects, the, uh, let's not ben benefits, let's put it more as the medicinal um, reward. Ha, that's the word. The medicinal rewards you get from actually making effort and putting in time into making your own medicine is what matters so much to me now. Especially as a patient, because, um, yes, you can buy medicine, you can plant seeds, but it does take time, effort, and know-how of strands and time and effort of growing clean medicine. Um, the most exciting thing for me was not using a single pesticide on my entire grow. And to this moment, I am still enjoying the benefits of this harvest. 
once I was actually able to partake in the first bowl, the first joint, the first edible, it, it just blew my mind. It has opened my mind. It has changed my mind to there's more factors to this than it just works. It's that it's, it's becoming monopolized so fast. We must keep each other educated. We must look at the benefits of how easy it was because I was sold into the same idea for so very long that you honestly did not have the know-how, space, time, energy, money, or ability to make your own medicine. I really believed it, it was like rocket science and there was no way I could get it off the ground. <laughs> and boy, did I get it off the ground. <laughs> So for being strong enough to admit that, that there is always a learning curve when it comes to this industry, when it comes to this medicine, and personally you. I do know personally people that should not smoke. They are not normal people when they smoke and not in for a positive way. Um, but it's just what it is. You know, you, you, you have to honestly take a real look in the mirror, decide, is it worth your struggle to not try? Or is it worth the struggle completely to feel the reward? And thus, that's exactly why I'm here. That's exactly why I'm taking the time out of my life to share a little wisdom with all of you out there. And I really hope all of you can really see that because that's why I want to talk to of you a lot of you out there I believe in each of us taking time and effort out of our lives sharing a little bit about our struggle and how we have been able to come so far not just publicly not just mm, internally it really is I would like to know each of your stories out there who are brave enough to share it and if this is the first time you may come public, feel free to send me an email at Rachel Raw Truth, and that is R A C H E L Raw R A W T R U T H at gmail.com. I really do want to hear from you. I am looking to network with a lot of like minded souls. And my story, like I have been sharing so much on Instagram lately, is not just my story a lot of you cannabis moms out there have went through the exact same growth I have as maybe you used cannabis after you became a parent or maybe you used it the whole time before and so who you are as a parent is very much a reality of who your past is to and how you parent how you educate your children about this very thing you use maybe every single day and that's exciting to me to hear from each of you. And just meeting a few of you on Instagram has been so not only liberating, but reawakening. And I know a lot of you feel the same. So I just want to thank each of you. You know who you are if you are listening. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your support. And the stories I want to share also do relate to a lot of my own experience and my own struggle getting to where I am now. As I said, I didn't have faith in growing for a very long time. I didn't have faith in even being honest about my cannabis use. But I think the first hurdles for me personally, and I don't believe it's everyone's same path, 
but it's to be honest with your family. <laughs> and I am being real about that because boy, does it change things. Once you can be honest with your family, a lot of the time, the next step is much easier. But for me, I kind of did it the opposite way in a slow reverse hurdle. <laughs> so smoke something, drink something. Please, please join me in this lovely podcast. We will ramble on. We will go as long as my phone lets me. And hopefully I'm enlightening some of you out there who are going through the same reawakening. And tonight, well, my evening, that is, I am smoking on an indica, which actually was gifted to me. It's a purple Urkel. Um, it's actually a hybrid because it's crossed with diesel. But let me just say, lovely and tasty and so purple. But unfortunately, I can't put any pictures on Instagram because they're just being silly. <laughs> but yes, little tiny popcorn buds. Um. So, as I was saying earlier, I do not buy unless I am out of something. And only until recently did I actually run out of sativas. And if you are personally not familiar with that, which I'll do the best I can to educate people through this journey of sharing my experience with the cannabis industry and my own health. Um, sativas, most of the time, depending on what they're crossed with, if they're a hybrid or a straight sativa can be sativa dominant is what it's referenced, um, often can be more of an upper. And I think it's more high CBD based. That's usually what you'll find. Very low CBD, excuse me, a very low THC um, and high CBD. But what has been surprising for me is not every strand affects me the same. So even if it's crossed with something, it's really a trial and error. Um, and from my personal experience, the only one, and I have referenced this in previous podcasts, the only one that I cannot smoke for sure, doesn't work with me well, it's a bad decision, <laughs> is an indica-based, um, I believe it's indica, I could be wrong, oh my goodness, I'd hate to mess up this recording, and let me see my phone, yes, good, we're going. No, I can't look it up, but I believe it's an indica-based, I could be wrong, but White Widow no good for me. I get headaches, very bad headaches for days. And I have never had a white widow strand that has ever not given me a headache for at least between a day to three days. That's no fun. That doesn't do anything for me. That ruins my day, especially when it comes to feeling some productivity and out of pain, dealing with neuropathy and digestion issues related to, um, a spinal fusion that failed. Previous podcasts, there's lots of recordings about it. Um, but also gastroparesis, which has been lately flaring up like crazy. And I am on a new medication, unfortunately. Unfortunately, not unfortunately. It's a very strange situation. And I must be honest and always share. I like to stay away from pharmaceuticals. This is not considered a pain medication. If anything, it's considered an anti-seizure medication. And for me, this medication is called Lyrica. It's L-Y-R-I-C-A. 
Um, some people have some very negative things to say about it and have bad experiences with it. Me, on the other hand, I've had really good and bad experiences. My worst starting off with would be exhaustion. And that's a little difficult because it's a trade-off. Do I want to wake up in pain and have exhaustion all day where I had the same thing but a reminder? Or would I like to have a little bit of relief where I feel a little bit less inflamed all the time by my burning, agonizing, stabbing, throbbing pain? So Lyrica has been kind of amazing for me in that sense. And I had used it, meaning three years prior to um, this time now in 2019, May of 2019, I was actually using it back when I think it was 2014, 2014 to 20, yeah, like a year I used it um, before I had my son. And that really was incredible for me because I had a lot more energy in the day, same thing that's happening now, but yet there's a draining effect and the amount of Lyrica that I am on, it's very comparable to what I was on back in California. I live in Colorado now, different doctors, and my healthcare has been really um, inefficient, let's say, or ineffective, let's say, <laughs> with getting things done out here because I live in a very rural area. So I kind of have went back to the last resort after three years of suffering, getting nowhere with doctors. And, and there's so much to say about pain doctors who treat people who use cannabis as it's a therapy session instead of an actual conversation. When me as a patient, I literally am very open-minded to things that we can try if the side effects aren't detrimental in some way long-term or for the care of myself or my son. So being on narcotics is not an option because it doesn't work. And a lot of the time I find myself feeling like it's 50 steps back. There are so many side effects to narcotics and it doesn't work. And because I suffered with liver disease for so long and no longer do, it's been kind of eye-opening how long cannabis has been able to work. Thus again, educating yourself about what works for you does take a lot of time and a lot of painful time if you deal with it in chronic pain. So unfortunately, I wanted to do this podcast just to prove a point as well in 22 minutes. Here we are. I am now going to take my Lyrica, which I was due about 30 minutes ago. So I'm taking it now to prove a point of my digestion so weird and it it really is odd for me in the evenings to even get the motivation to come on here and do the right podcast because my brain becomes so fogged by the medication I'm having to take. So the trade-off, we're going to talk about that. Mm. A lot of people wouldn't agree that that's always a great decision to go ahead and document your good and your bad moments. But that's the whole reason I'm here. So I want others to feel like they can do that too. If they find themselves in that place, that they need a reflection. Because a lot of the time doctors don't take you serious. Family don't take you serious. And friends don't always know how to be good friends. They might try. But not every friend has the capability 
to fulfill everything you need, nor should you expect them to. I believe that very much. But again, it becomes this, this weighing option of, of like, how much is too much in your life and, and all the little things in your world. If you deal with chronic pain or you deal with anything daily that seems like war with your health. And that's putting aside cannabis. <laughs> if you didn't find the answers yet, man, then you know what I'm saying. But I think coming back to like being really honest with yourself in the dark times is where you learn a lot about yourself, about others around you. And for me, at least, being really honest with myself, I've done some things wrong and I've done some things very right. But what I'm continuing to do is what works. And it doesn't work for everybody. Some people have to go a completely different route and I think that's right. Some people don't even have the capability to know how to get help for themselves. And don't have the people around them to help them do so. And that becomes, I feel like, divine intervention. <laughs> because you have to want to get better. You have to know you need to get better. You have to force your mind in your own space and time to do what's best for you. And at any point in your world, in your time, in your space, things will change can change so it's like that fight and flight fight or flight excuse me is actually a very positive thing and is a healthy thing believe it or not if you deal do if you do deal with any illnesses because it puts you in that warfare mode you know if you weren't able to put your arms up and battle it whatever it could be um I even think self-induced like even alcoholism, anything. If, if you're not seeing the demon in the mirror, that might be the, the problem. It might not even be your fault. It could be cancer. It could be just, again, taking that step back and seeing that anything that's personally yours, you're welcome to own because it's okay. <laughs> and it's moving forward where things move forward. And all the people who have lost me, let's come right back. Come back. Come back to the circle. <laughs> It's about identifying what's, what you need to do for you. So if it's quiet time for yourself, if it's self-reflection, if it's going out with friends, whatever it is for you, I think that's the most important thing to do. Whatever works for you. And then the sides of the medication and the other things, whatever it is you're hurdling, how can anybody tell you it's 100% the right way to do something in the wrong way. Even your doctor. You have to really be honest with yourself. Is this benefiting your life or is it bringing it back down? So, again, me deciding. Oh, let's come back circle. <laughs> me deciding to go back on Lyrica was not only scary for myself to see the potentially that I may have to step back from myself, take a few moments back, and even be publicly honest about taking medicine again really is hard for me because I do know that this isn't exactly what I want to do. So I'm already against the wall with it. But I know that I immediately started feeling better. And even my mindset 
having the anxiety that I do that really does cause so much, mm, what's the word? Deterioration of creativity, deterioration of social situations, like relationship issues. It does affect a lot in my life, but I feel like taking a step back again if I had not taken so much time to really self-reflect in all of these videos and content that I share, I don't think I would have a stepping point to know when I'm doing the right things. So I do think with the chronic illness community, even if you're just a viewer, a watcher, a listener, whatever, sometimes it's really healthy to like journal in a way that's special for you. And that's kind of what it's been for a while now for me. And in these last five months, I have spent a lot of time refocusing on exactly how I want to see myself in my own struggle, how I want to focus on taking care of myself and who in my life is important and what things are important in my life. And all of that, I'm not 100% comfortable with sharing, but eventually in time, I may find that strength. That's a really, really good starting point. So I feel like a lot of people out there, if you're listening, I really suggest journaling. That has been very beneficial to me. And I'm trying to get myself back on the ship to sail out into that sea because it is always positive. But we are in such a digital age. I can easier, most most of the time, do most, most things more easier with just a voice type. So, you know, do I want to correct my voice all the time on my voice type? Or do I want to just write it out? So you can guarantee it that these podcasts will eventually have more content that's related to things I have written and whatnot because I do want to get more in depth of the quiet moments that I'm not recording, the quiet moments I'm not making content in video form. There's only so much you can even say on a picture. But the truth is that, as I said before, It's been a long, long struggle to realize what worked and has not worked. And I don't think that it's fair to hide things that can help others. I don't think that's, I almost think it's almost criminal. (laughs) So again, it kind of irritates me about this whole cannabis censorship online. Because if it helps people, how am I doing anything wrong? It helps me. I'm not hurting anyone else. And if their eyeballs bleed, my God, get out of my feed. It just makes sense. It doesn't make sense. But you have to keep a good spirit. You have to look forward. You have to see what your priorities are. Thus, that's what I'm sharing with all of you folks out there. And it's really sad for me, I think, in some other spectrums of all of these moments of clarity, is that um, the defining moments in these quiet moments have actually been, you judge yourself. Others are doing nothing to do so to stop you. You're the one who's judging yourself. And that is so true. So true. It's not good. And if you're someone out there who understands, please, please get a hold of me. (laughs) Let's talk about it. Man, I think I am set up for a a judgment on myself all the time because I am a creator not a YouTube creator. I mean, I straight up make things all the time. (laughs) 
There isn't a piece of furniture in my house that doesn't have paint or some kind of epoxy on it because I thought it needed a little upgrading. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. There is um, the mask you wear and I just don't believe in those. <laughs> I just don't. I think if um, you're silly as sexy, you should do it. If your shit don't stink, you shan't. You should just enjoy it. <laughs> I am from New Orleans. I know that my swagger does come out at times. But the truth is, is that I believe each and every one of us have our own individual color and style and pizzazz to each and every one of our lives we can share. So I do think, I don't know if it's just the way I think or the way that I have experienced things over time. And excuse the noises, because I am grabbing more smoke. Because the medicine I am smoking on is making me um, feel random. <laughs> it's just what happens is sometimes what the reality is. Again, it can have something to do with even what you've eaten. It can have something to do with a lack of water at least my own experiences, like dabs are not something you should be dehydrated. Um, and I will talk more and more in a dab session eventually. I have been working off of a pen for a while, and the poor thing's falling apart. It hasn't even lasted enough to be given a name. It's terrible. <laughs> but um, I have been smoking on steamrollers for straight several years. But I used to use water pipes all the time, bongs, steamroll I mean, not steamrollers, Sherlock's, all that fun stuff, bubblers, you know. I don't like it because the water we drink has so much bleach, and even where I live, my goodness, I live in a area that has a lot of oil refineries that are natural gas, and I just, you know, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. The water I drink now is not the mountain water I drank when I was a little girl. So, unfortunately, it is what it is. In fact, I'm literally looking in the market for a water filtration that I can put onto my sink because buying bottled water doesn't really make me feel that much better either. Oh, it's just what it is. So, um, and actually, even growing, I would rather have something I could put a filtration. I just kind of wonder how are like garden hoses not even being filtered because couldn't that just save a lot of time and energy? We have like the state pay for some kind of a filter that will help our ground. I mean, I don't know. That's just a thought. It has definitely come up in conversations with my significant other, but he thought it was funny. But there is such a thing. There actually is. Yes. Anyway. So, cheers. What am I smoking on? Here we go. It's another sample. Oh, this is AK-47. Pretty yummy. And this is from the Buds Collective. Buds Limited in uh, Parachute, Colorado. So if you're ever on the I-70, check it out. Their deals are amazing. Their staff is incredible. And their bud... Oh, fabulous. That's the words I can give it. And many people come from far and wide for their smoke. So medication wise, they have tons of products. I can't, I can't give them enough respect. And the price is just telling you 
Would you like to spend $10 on an eighth? Because you can, <laughs> even if you're from another state, as they are recreational. So do check them out. And I am not sponsored or at all affiliated. I am just 100% a loyal customer. So check them out. I think about, what was it, a half of my grow was from their seeds. And I love that because they have a selection, which not every place in Colorado is like this. But having a place that offers good price bud that's actually smokable. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. That's actually smokable and that is actually able to be... Um, regrown is pretty incredible because a lot of seeds I have found in the past just at least in California were never viable um there is a shelf life and a lot of people on Instagram have asked me about that you know what is the best way to start your seeds and everything else and I will definitely be touching on that more in another episode but I do want to put it out there that it's as easy as dropping it in water (laughs) Yes, the tap water that comes out your dirty sinkhole. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to have a step-by-step podcast on how you can grow, how it is that easy. No matter where you're at, if you hear my voice, I can teach you to grow. <laughs> and you should. And I will, because I do believe that the time and effort that people have taken... Um, I must shout out, especially from YouTube, all the people who have invested in the energy of sharing their knowledge, their growing knowledge, they're the reason I have not given up on growing because it never fails. One seed may not work, but another will. It's just a matter of trying. And, you know, once you start seeing those blades come out, Once you start seeing time happen that you just thought would never happen, (laughs) meaning blades and blades are coming off of this beautiful plant, you build a relationship. It's so seriously, I mean, I don't know if this is a very good representation. It might sound a little silly to some, but it's like having cattle or, you know, raising chickens to slaughter. I have always seen that as very spiritual in a way to have such a connection with these living beings and I will be honest that it does happen when you're growing you do build a relationship and a lot of the time unless you are a fearful grower a lot of us growers tend to build such a relationship with these plants that once at the end we try to keep them going (laughs) so it's quite real that you know Isn't it nice? You don't have to cut the chicken's head off, eat the meat, and still talk to the chicken head. You can still sometimes grow more medicine just by chopping off the legs of the chicken. Does that make sense? I know that's morbid. Sorry. (laughs) But it is that easy. It is that simple. It is that matter of fact that 